0: welcome to the Inish Guarda Cities ABC series. We are a fast-growing YouTube Podcast for Leadership channel focused on profiling the global leading inspiring people, CEOs, authors, technologists, academics, and the global experts changing and creating solutions to our world. We highlight ideas, products, inventions, software, books and companies and solutions to the multiple challenges and opportunities we face in our cities and nations with the advent of the so-called Society 5.0, digital transformation, fourth industrial revolution, and all the emerging technologies, especially AI, blockchain, fintech, and IoT. These podcast series are produced and distributed on citiesabc.com and openbusinesscouncil.org, and syndicated on the platforms IntelligentHQ, Fashionabc.org, HedgeFink, and TradersDNA. These series are part of a large ecosystem of media that is part of the Studium Group, and has been focused in creating solutions for cities and citizens. So today um, we have with us Alessandro Zamboni, that is the founder and CEO of Supply at Me Capital. And uh, it's quite a revolutionary company, and I'm quite excited to interview Alessandro, that has a fantastic corporate background, and as well as been working in a lot of areas, monetization and relating the areas of supply chain, which with COVID-19 is more important than ever. So a bit about Supply at Me. So Supply at Me Capital PLC operates as a fintech company. The company offers inventory monetization services to companies, as well as its alternative fintech platform focused on inventory monetization, which offers a range of manufacturing and trading business, uh, the means to release capital against the value of inventory. So this is actually a very big thing right now with everything happening in the world, um, where we have news around the, especially for instance around, if you look just as the tourism industry is probably around five to 10% of the world economy. There is right now going through a lot of challenges. And of course, all the different areas. So, Alessandro, you are joining us from Italy, uh, from Milan, one of the capitals actually of fashion and supply chain in some areas in the world, and as well financial capital. So, welcome to our series. It's a pleasure to have you here. The pleasure, thank you. So, Alessandro, I want to. I think, especially, um, I normally go to the bios and background of the person, and of course, with you, is even more important. Bearing in mind everything you've been doing and achieving, you have a, a huge background, both building. Um, a lot of things related with uh, being the founder of this company but as well in a previous background that is uh, that includes um, quite significant benchmarks from uh, um, co-founder of multiple companies and board advisor uh, as well you've been the, the founder of the avant-garde group and as well have been in consulting and uh, in a lot of different areas and you've been working as well in brands like L'Oreal so I want to a bit of that background, being based in Italy, which is one of the top 10 economies in the world, but as well going through a lot of challenges on these areas. A bit of that background, what made the Alexander that we have here, and that background from education, from family, and even culture.
1: Sure, thank you. Uh,
0: my my
1: my background uh, is, is focused on uh, a strong uh, competence in regulatory risk management uh, and uh, all internal control system around the in uh, banking industries the uh, insurance uh, industry. So, uh, I started my my first job, my first um, uh, uh, work uh, on the advisory. So, uh, I worked uh, in several projects for European banks, European insurance firms in relation, in particular, to the uh, risk management uh, and regulatory projects. So we, my team and me know very well uh, the, the pros and cons of um, banking regulation, Basel 4, Solvency 2, and all the drawbacks, uh, constraints that uh, uh, right now uh, this regulation uh, impact uh, has uh, and uh, have um, in relation to the opportunity for a bank to develop a new products. Uh, By the other hand, also thanks to the Diavanga Group uh, experience, uh, background, and history, uh, in Milan we founded two very important uh, groups. One is DiVolab, is a group of Bocconi University, and is a, a group where uh, focused on um, study, exploring uh, uh, high impact technologies. Uh, so we study exploring uh, internal things, uh, technology, cloud technology, microservices, APIs, technologies that we know that in open banking uh, paradigm is very important. Uh, and also, DLT, uh, blockchain. So uh, my team and me uh, ha- have an opportunity, as an opportunity to study uh, also the technology and the legal fit of this technology in relation to financial services in particular the mix of uh, these uh, activities uh,
0: created uh, supply like me. i'm particularly well first of all congratulations because you guys listed in in march with a valuation of 227 million pounds which is quite impressive um bearing in mind we have in 2020 that is a crazy completely crazy year in a lot of ways but there's a lot of opportunities coming that so uh, can you tell us about this listing and uh, so uh, as an italian fintech company listing in uk what was the goal and as well how do you do that from the capital market
1: the goal was to, since our initiative uh, is not uh, it, italian or domestic based is a scalable initiative we study uh, at the start of the initiative at the beginning of the initiative uh, a solution a service that uh, uh, basically uh, uh, had to be scalable because uh, the, the 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 market is untapped not only in italy is correct italy italian economy is one, one of the most uh, important economy but uk economy us middle east uh, the are uh, the other european uh, countries are a very important opportunity because uh, Uh, In in briefly, what we we saw is that uh, in uh, 2014, all the initiatives in the market, uh, bank and fintech were focused on uh, trade receivables. And uh, right now, you know that in a cash to cash cycle, uh, the tra- receivables uh, as a, 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 a very um, a, a, a less important uh, part but the, the most important part are focused on work, or inventory or the payables. So uh, looking at this uh, data not only for Italy but for all the Europe firstly and then the US and Middle East we decided to uh, develop the platform starting from the house of fintech uh, and also the house of financial services that were, was london so we, we since our platform is uh, put together companies that need monetization and funders that uh, right now uh, understood our platform and uh, uh, recognized that uh, our platform is a, a new asset class in the perspective of an asset manager because the underlying is uh, the marketability of inventory and on a trade receivables, a leasing, or other similar credit exposures. Uh, we thought that uh, London uh, uh, should be uh, could be the the, um, the right place to, to have an holding company listed on the UK main market in order to have a, a very important visibility or an audience uh, uh, in the in the market uh, in relation to this new fintech innovative unique uh, uh, platform, and has and has uh, several geographies. For each geography, so for each market, to establish a subsidiary in order to uh, um, deliver our inventory monetization services through a subsidiary for each geography. Uh, for us, London is. A, a, I confirm that uh, I think that it, it was the right, uh, the right way to start our initiative. London is the,
0: our hub. Now, completely, and it makes sense even with Brexit because. Yes i that London is still a capital especially london as a, as a global capital actually it's still the the probably the top most powerful city in the world so can you right now from a practical perspective because you, you mentioned top level so there's a lot of crowdfunding companies there's a lot of uh, uh websites where actually investors can match uh companies what is the the specifically specially part that supply at me and you touch some of these areas that I would like to understand, let's say for a company listening to us or as an investor, how does it work? So very important to, to keep it simple in that way.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, typically a client company, a company uh, need the cash in order to manage their working capital needs. So you know that when a company uh, could, should be, uh, manufacturing or trading company has a, a, a so-named cash-to-cash cycle. So They start to buy from suppliers goods, they transform or product goods, and they sell goods to the end customers. This, type, this elapsed time needs to be supported from uh, equity and debt. Right now, in the market, all the, 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 the players, as I'm saying, uh, are supporting the Trade receivable. so the last phase of the uh, of the, the process, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a company, I purchase goods, there are payables, I keep the goods in my warehouse, the day's inventory held, and I sell the inventory to the end customer. And accordingly, I generate trade receivables. Uh, all the marketplace, all the, the players uh, are focused on the FinTech platform in particular, are focused on trade receivables. So the end phase of this process. Few players are focused on inventory through asset-based asset-based lending uh, mode. And uh, we study an initiative that briefly allow a business owner once uh, they he have he has an inventory on his warehouse to sell the inventory to our platform to get cash. That is not that because the monetization is a true sale. So they charge the inventory to our platform. They, get, they, they achieve cash and they, they, the, the, the business owner uh, can continue to sell this inventory, the same inventory to the end customer. When the, the business owner sell the inventory to the end customer, has to buy back the inventory from the platform, pay this buyback invoice, and pay this invoice selling new inventory to our platform. It's a rolling mechanism. So in briefly, uh, also in simple way, if you are a wine producer and uh, you you need uh, seven, eight months in order to dispose all your your inventory to the end customers through e-commerce, through physical uh, uh, sales, uh, these seven to nine months, uh, typically uh, are not financed from banks because it's too risky. they are not uh, uh, processes in order to monitor the inventory and so on. And uh, our service allow this wine producer to sell the inventory at the one to us, to keep the inventory with cash for, for seven, nine, nine, nine months and to sell the inventory to the end customer. Is a, a very powerful solution, in briefly, for a business owner to provide cash and keep and continue as usual to manage his uh,
0: business process. What kind of technologies are we using to, to get this monetization in terms of the supply chain? Because it's very difficult. For instance, one of the things I've been studying, even in some of the things and some governments that I've been working with, is the difficulty to understand. For instance, if you go to a business with Bangladesh or with a an emerging market, it's very difficult to find these things. And even in, in Europe, you might have, let's say, one month where the supply chain is or the inventory is good quality, but then in two months, it might not be. So how do you look at these things? Are you using blockchain technology? Are uh, you using these things? So how do you look at these different things?
1: Yes, we use uh, our platform. We use uh, uh, several technologies in order to allow to achieve our business goal. Like that is... Uh, to be the first uh, and the best fintech uh, in the market that could assess and monitor the inventory during the life cycle of the contract. Typically, is a contract of three years, so are not window dressing transaction or other um, transaction that uh, for companies that only need uh, to manage better uh, financial reporting. Not we work with companies that understand that our services uh, could support uh, them in order to reshape the end-to-end condition across the supply chain. Saying that, uh, we use um, technology at day one in order to assess. inventory also through statistical methodology and uh, in particular we we use um, uh, um, um, engine and statistical algorithms that allow to assess the uh, risk the commercial risk of a company that is different to a default risk that typically a bank assess through its uh, um, uh, methodologies secondly since our platform manager a digital purchase of inventory, because the inventory remain in the warehouse of the client company, we use a distributed ledger technology in order to create a digital certificate that allow the platform to be the owner of the inventory, also in case of uh, mm, uh, the, in the case of need of the enforcement of contract, and uh, also because the, the 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 platform need uh, in case uh, in the worst case uh, to resell the inventory to third party. So the platform is the reason that is also the importance of our background that is uh, legal and technology allow legally to create a digital certificate, and we use blockchain in order to. Uh, uh, writing in a database uh, that you know is a distributed database all the information that uh, uh, has a, a legal legal uh, power, legal value, in order to avoid any legal risk uh, during uh, the life cycle of the contract or during the end, uh, the, phase, the, the last phase of the contract. Third point, very important, is the tracking of the inventory. And uh, in this case, we use a, a mix of technologies that are typically um, regulatory technology in, in relation to audit, offside auditing uh, systems. And uh, we are using also through pilot, uh, internal think system, sensoristics in particular, the, in, in the case uh, where we assess uh, a higher fraud risk vis a vis our client company. You, uh, we, uh, you know that uh, we are not a uh, uh, fan or enthusiastic enthusiastic of the technology in general. We use technologies if are helpful for our service model. And uh, the investors uh, agree with us that the two very important points is how we assess the inventory
0: and how we monitor the inventory. And well, congratulations, because it's quite innovative to say less. And, and actually... I think every country should be using these technologies or every every organizations. But uh, I think we'll get there probably. With, uh, I think there's a big even opportunity for you to white label some of these solutions. Um, so uh, one thing, and I know that one of your expertise is the regulatory part. So yeah. how do you manage the regulatory part between the different countries? Because it's a big challenge, especially right now with Europe becoming more fragmented and with the COVID and especially right now with the Brexit as well, because you are based in the UK. I know that at the moment there's a bit of the next couple of months, hopefully no one knows what is going to happen. And I don't want to go for the politic, but just from from the smart contract, how do you process this information of the regulatory information and the different areas that we get into the smart contracts?
1: Sure. Um, we, we studied very well the, the, the opportunity to have a, 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 a platform that uh, is actually scalable uh, across the regulation and regulatory framework of each geography. The reason is, is that, uh, firstly, uh, client companies are um, to be compli- uh, compliant to IFRS standards that are across, across uh, an overall regulation. The IFRS 15 in particular, that is uh, the revenues recognition, is the most important uh, accounting regulation. And uh, in Italy, in UK, in US, in other, in several countries, uh, the IFRS and the US GAAP are two standards that are, are similar and, in particular, are uh, scalable in a, uh, in application. Secondly, is the securitization regulation. And uh, you know that uh, we, uh, typically we we, we, it's is possible to use a special per- purpose vehicle in a specific country that could buy assets from other countries. So there is an opportunity to be efficient also uh, mm, uh, seeing uh, the uh, securitization perspective. In, in, in the worst case, that for UK, Brexit uh, allow us uh, or ask us to have a, a UK Special Purpose Vehicle uh, we already studied the solution in order to have a segregated Special Purpose Vehicle for UK market uh, without particular expenses or of, 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 of costs. The, the monetization framework is the third um, angle of our regulation uh typically uk through uk we could uh, scale uh, the framework also in other countries for instance the middle east uh, is a uk common law in abu dhabi or dubai region uh italy the italian framework is more more complex than other geographies so thanks to from uh, uk by uk we scale to middle east and us and uh, The Italian framework, the legal framework, is very complex. And so we are finding a very easy way to adapt our framework that is at the beginning more complex than other geographies. So in briefly, we estimate that for each country, we need two weeks in order to adapt our regulatory and legal framework.
0: With everything happening in the world supply chain, especially with COVID-19, that's been a big challenge that, especially for us, we still don't have a kind of control over solutions for COVID-19 from masks to a lot of other basic stuff. But you guys have, are much more ahead, especially in your ecosystem. Um, so what would be the experience that you have, especially in the last uh, almost 10 months or six months that you've been working, especially as a public company, and um, during the COVID-19, that you could actually get as an example for everyone listening to us?
1: Sure. Uh, we we see uh, this opportunity. Uh, in particular, uh, we think that. Um uh, firstly, our mm, uh, typical uh, client companies uh, uh, was uh, a mid-cap uh, client company, uh, no micro-business, you know, because we need to be integrated uh, with uh, the company in order to monitor and track the inventories. but was mid-cap and in particular because uh, the, the large corporate uh, companies uh, worked with, uh, with banks. And uh, after, during this period... Uh, from march but right now also in the, in the month uh, that uh, we are managing uh, um, we we see a, a reshape of the portfolio because uh, uh, we we obviously we we continue to manage the mid cap or upper small middle enterprise business but also large corporates that are that uh, have a, a cfo that understood uh, that the banking system uh, uh, will be for a new credit crunch, a new problem in relation to re- the regulation, the, the banking uh, uh, Basel for regulation. And accordingly, the CFO is uh, asking us, uh, CFO of a large corporate, to try to set and uh, uh, to use our inventory monetization service, not only for a uh, uh, its company, its company, but also in order to foster our service uh, alongside across the supply chain. For instance, for the suppliers, uh, is the reason because we announced it in the last of September uh, an RNS uh, where we highlight the importance of our service, not only vis-à-vis a anchor company, a client company, but uh, across the supply chain. You know that COVID asked the suppliers, the anchor company, to invert the just-in-time methodology theories to create, to build inventories in order to reduce the business continuity risk of the whole supply chain. The result is that suppliers or anchor company are going to buy inventories in order to reduce this resiliency risk, the business continuity risk. And accordingly, banks, uh, by the other hand, uh, can support them, can support all the client companies. The banking regulation asks banks to be prudent uh, to reduce the leverage ratio. And the result is to have a market that, uh, for us, uh, will be not only mid-cap or upper, small, medium enterprise, but uh, also large corporate, in a view of a end-to-end supply chain. I give you an example, we are studying for uh, Middle East uh, and innovative service model, you know, the Middle East uh, right now has a problem, Dubai, Abu Dhabi are, are a problem in relation to their economy, but uh, one of the pillars are the infrastructure area where uh, governative companies buy infrastructure and rent infrastructure vis-a-vis uh, companies. We are working alongside this infrastructure in order to create a prepackaged solution, a bundle of services that allow these companies, governative companies to foster their own services uh, integrated with the monetization. So a warehouse renting will be fostered with a monetization service in order to, uh, to manage and uh, to foster a new pre-packaged solution for the local domestic economies. Uh, is a, another way to integrate our service that, as you are saying, has a clear mission to support the real economy. And this way, the government, as the, my example, has to look at us because uh, we are another way to support uh, the economy, to the risk uh, specific companies uh, also in relation to the relationship that uh, has uh, that have, uh, with the banking system. And so to um, inject capital, and um, briefly, using uh, Private fund through a securitization uh, supporting the client company.
0: Are you trying to do anything in the context of the entire Europe? Because this would be a great thing to take uh, on a on a on a European, even international level. Because especially the knowledge you have between supply chain, technology, regulatory part, it's key for the economy. And I think, to be honest, only the companies that have this kind of knowledge will survive. Uh, but unfortunately, our governments are still struggling to even look at the basics. So are you doing anything on that direction? Because that, I think, listening to you, I think definitely, and I hope this interview can open doors for them of these things, and there are other contexts I will push. But this is critical, yeah. Sure, sure, we, we are working in
1: Italy, in UK, in Middle East uh, is an example that uh, I'm saying, and uh, we are studying with uh, a very important uh, bank, uh, a global bank, uh, to create a rollout uh, Manage a rollout of our service in the other European geographies, European countries, uh, also gaining traction to our um, scalable service. So the, re- the response is yes. Uh, we think that uh, we have to work with, um, uh, uh, alongside, uh, closely with governments. And uh, uh, we are seeing governments that are very interested. To understand our service, because understand that is a, understood that is a new way to inject equity capital uh, uh, supporting a company is not that, and uh, the the, gov- the governments that uh, understood this point uh, are supporting us in order to uh, assess the opportunity to support the real economy. I'm Italy, uh, Middle East are an example. And uh, uh, we are also UK because uh, we are keen to support UK companies and we are ready to support UK companies. And so
0: uh, our strategic view is to also work alongside governments. Listen to you, it, it's really massive the importance of that because I think if we look at the solutions, and especially I think part of the success of Amazon and Google and Apple is that they have all this supply chain digitized. So they can actually push in one direction or the other. So the problem with the real global economy is that we have all these millions of companies, but nothing is digitalized. The the government department is not talking with the government B and of course gets the chaos that we are right now. So on a more positive level, so from your experience, and I think probably listening to us, a lot of people are right now struggling, especially people in retail and uh, the the industry more more suffering from the COVID-19. Any positive things that you have? And as well, any Areas where people can contact you and enjoy some of the things you're doing? Because I think that's fantastic things you're doing right there. Sure.
1: Uh, we um, hired recently a new uh, UK head of business operations. The, uh, that is a former of DEMICA. The DEMICA the is another interesting fintech platform focused on other products. And the reason because we, we uh, hire Stefano Cavalleri is the name, is because uh, we would like to introduce a, a, a link uh, in London-based, so is it, UK-based, in order to start uh, the support uh, for UK companies. So we are ready. We, are, we, we, have, we, um, we have the website, the, the, the link of the website in case of a company would like to, to contact directly us we uh, we the com- a company could also contact directly Mr Stefano Cavalleri and uh, the the market know that we reply we response uh, sooner, uh, also uh, from investor perspective or client perspective and the very important uh, message is that actually we are ready to support a company in one month uh, we can uh, provide fund through inventory monetization uh, for a company that has problem in its inventories, they are problem on revenues, but we can monetize the inventory without seeing the the problem of revenues. Because our capabilities is to assess the marketability of inventories and also to weigh the company when they charge these inventories is the opposite of a trade receivable business where banks or fintech want to understand the duration of the trade receivables and also enforce the contract if uh, there is a delay in the collection of the trade receivables. Our model is the opposite. We study a company, we know that uh, after coronavirus, they needed uh, no more seven months, but one year in order to dispose all the inventory. No problem, we fix this KPI in the contract and we weigh the company that good, can uh, get cash and uh, keep calm and continue this, uh, uh, its business without problems uh, or and any risk on contract enforcement.
0: How do you bridge the inventory, the technology, the banking uh, partners, and as well, the, the, the smart counterpart of the blockchain technology to get this all working? Because I think this, are you thinking about using an API or an open API where you can actually extract data? Because this could be very interesting to take to countries and to apply this to the national economy, especially for some sectors.
1: Sure. Um, right now, we, we, we have uh, several partners that uh, rely to our platform because assess our platform and assess also the um, resiliency of data uh, written in a distributed uh, technology ledger that are the legal data helpful in order to manage all the um, business contract around the platform um, so uh, you know also that uh, in, uh, in rnS of 21 September we announced also the my holding uh, uh, is buying a uh, Uh, with an equity fund, a a banking license, so we also uh, have nearly, in the near future, a captive bank that is fully integrated to our platform in in order to have a a seamless experience in the funding, as we are saying, through APIs or through other other um, uh, reliance uh, uh, processes. And uh, but in, in the perspective of client companies, we could use the APIs in order also to monitor the company. Because you know the the, the 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 framework of the monitoring are based on three ways. One is the logical data through the platform, the DLT. The second one are the off site, the environment data, IoT, the third one and the banking data through APIs or so the open banking APIs uh, frameworks so uh, this is all the opportunity to scale the business to offer to the company further service i announced uh, recently that the uh, is also working in order to foster and uh, to generate revenues from insurance because we assess a company we ask to improve the insurance coverage of uh, uh, its risk so the api is another uh, uh, way technology way allow, will allow us also to improve new revenue streams But it's correct. Uh, With partners, we integrate, in a seamless funding experience, our platform to their processes. And the captive bank is the reason because uh, we prefer to use a a captive uh, partner in addition to the existing partner in order to improve more and more funding.
0: So, Alessandra, I, I want to thank you for your time. Um, and we're going to put all the links about this and the information where people can find this. And I think with these times, this is quite interesting. And I'm sure that especially a lot of countries and uh, other people will be looking forward to understand more, especially the way you use the technology and especially this area of the open APIs and this data integration or gapping. It's, it's really very powerful and actually quite unique. So I want to congratulate you and thank you for having the time to make this. Thank Thank you. Thank you.